0: This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and this is a solo episode with me. That's right. You get me all to yourself today. And this feels like a really special episode to me. I'm actually going to be sharing with you 12 lessons that I personally learned over 12 years of entrepreneurship. So many of you have heard me speak to, share my story with entrepreneurship, my passion for entrepreneurship, my appreciation for entrepreneurship, my respect for entrepreneurship. Um, And just overall, it's something I love to talk about. And I know so many of you are ambitious, entrepreneurial. Maybe you have a business, want a business, dreaming about a business. I don't know. But if you have been curious, are an entrepreneur, wherever you're at in that, I think you're going to dig this conversation and maybe just hear some things for yourself. Um, So hopefully this supports you. And I'm also really excited because... If you've never listened to the show before, maybe you have and you've heard me say this before and you just haven't taken me up on the invitation yet, Um, but the Lady Posse is growing. We've got some really cool conversations going in there. It's our free online Facebook community, so come kick it with us. You know We know what it's like to be female, to be ambitious, to be doing the thing and not have people in your corner. And so um, that's the main reason I created that group is to bring women together in community to support each other, lean on each other, learn together, um, and just do the thing, right? So... um, Uh, We'd love to kick it with you. And of course, I'm in there like on the regular hanging out. So uh, yeah, so I'd love to see you in there, lady. And thanks for leaving your reviews and stuff on iTunes, guys. It makes such a big difference. And I just love seeing and hearing about your experience with the show. So if you receive something from this, share it with somebody, write a review, do whatever you feel compelled to do about it. Um, But yeah, it just totally supports me. And I'm so glad that you're here and part of the family. So let's dive into this. I don't know about you but entrepreneurship has been no joke (laughs) in my life. It has been no joke. Um, Much like many highly educational experiences in my life, um, there's been lots of ups and downs and lots of really cool learnings. And I think if you are an entrepreneur or you've been around entrepreneurial um, endeavors or mindsets, then you're also really aware that it takes It takes you really being highly dedicated, committed, determined, um, call it whatever you want to call it, maybe even tenacious um, to really have that kind of grit, you know, Um, and that's why we see so many newer entrepreneurs these days really struggling because we can see this like you know image put online on social media whatever um that entrepreneurship is just like walk in the park like just work from home and make all this money and it's going to be great and like if, yeah if you've been doing it for 5 minutes you've realized that it it takes effort it's a job it's a work it's your work um and it takes you know it takes time and energy and focus and determination and so um the reason i'm also really excited to talk about this is because uh by 2018 over well that's now but i mean essentially moving forward Over half of small businesses will be run by female entrepreneurs. So this is really exciting stuff. And I know that we've all seen so many more women online who are promoting products or services or becoming coaches and doing all these different things. And men too, obviously, but this is a women's show. Um, And this is really cool to see so many more people stepping into their genuine, work, their passion, what they feel called to do in the world and sharing more of their story and their their mission. And of course, the internet makes that so much more readily available to us. So celebrating the heck out of that. Okay. Um, and here is my first lesson that I learned over and over and over again over the past 12 years is that to really start before you're ready. And I know that we hear this a lot. Like I mean, I've heard this so many times, and I feel like I just finally <laughs> I finally integrated this lesson in the past couple of years. Like, you know, it's it's actually in the form of being in action is where we create the clarity. It's where we reveal what's next. And I know for me, I definitely have hung out in a shit ton of perfectionism and overthinking and over planning and over preparing and just getting stuck in that cycle. And the really powerful thing that I have learned over and over about this is to, when you get the experience of like the idea or the nudge that you experience to go and do that thing or start that business or write that book or whatever, is to actually, the next step is to just allow the next step to reveal itself and then take it. (laughs) So maybe it's first like acknowledging that you have this idea and then there's like another action there where you maybe speak that into existence or you write it down or you start brainstorming or heartstorming or whatever on what's next. And then like, even if it's just one little action, it's just one, one little thing to just have you start before you're actually like perceived ready to do something you know because our brain is always going to tell us we're not really ready and we're always going to want to find more information and I don't know if you guys have noticed this but when you're trying to put out something maybe it's creatively or it's like your work in the world it can feel more vulnerable than if we're just sort of like selling towels (laughs) yes I just said towels but it's just so much more benign when it's something other than our own work you know and so we can make a lot of Um, (laughs) games and excuses and just a lot of fluff that we can put in the way of actually just beginning the thing. And so um, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but I started my personal blog, which was something that I was really sleeping on. And I just started before I was ready. I literally, my first post is called Fuck It, Let's Begin. So yeah, I'll put the link to that. You can go check that out. <laughs> lesson number one, always just start the thing. Just start. Just one foot in front of the other. One little micro step, one little thing. Okay. Number two, my second lesson learning. I, I kind of thought about these before, wrote down some notes, but this is pure free flow on the, on the after the note aspect. Um, so this one feels like, Not only influential to my business and just who I am as an entrepreneur, but also my personal life and like everything else that ties into that. (laughs) So take this one with a very large grain of salt or small grain of salt. I don't know. Take the whole thing and just eat it. Um, So master your schedule. The reason why this is so incredibly powerful is because time is how you will be able to get ahead. It's also how you'll be able to be really intentional about what you're creating in that time. And if you've hung out with an entrepreneur or you'd identify as an entrepreneur, you know that there are always more ideas than seemingly there is time. And so the powerful thing to do is A, get clear about what your relationship to time is. Maybe you you feel like there's never enough time or you're always rushing or there's something that you're trying to make up for. Um, That's something to address right off the bat because you are the person that is in control of your schedule and your time as someone who runs your own business or is creating something. And so to really get the power of that and like master the shit out of your schedule So one of the ways that I personally do this, and it's something that has completely transformed my life. I talk about it all the time. You guys have probably heard me if you follow me on social media or wherever, um, especially in the Lady Posse, like really getting how much our cycle, our menstrual cycle as women affects our scheduling. If you've been feeling like you're kind of riding this wave in life, like you're feeling really good and then you make all these plans, like you've got all this energy and you're like, yeah, let's do this. I can take on 16 meetings next week. I'm going to push my business forward. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to make all this stuff happen. And then you wake up on Monday the following week and you feel like you've been hit by a truck And so there's this kind of disconnect in terms of, hey, I want to understand when I'm going to feel my best based on the hormone fluctuations and differences that happen in our cycle. It's like well-being on purpose, really getting an idea of, okay, I know that this week I'm going to have these kind of more heightened energies in my uh, focal point of my life. Maybe I'm going to be feeling more... Um, creative, maybe more inward focused. So there's a whole design and framework to this where you can really tap into heightened levels of self-awareness and how to really design your schedule in a way that's going to work with your natural rhythm, which is like gold (laughs) gold when you are an entrepreneur you want to know when you're going to feel the most at your peak when you're going to want to have a little bit more free time and then that way you're not like at effect of your schedule all the time and having to cancel and reschedule and do all this kind of stuff it just feels like there's a heck of a lot more flow Um, and so as a fierce woman someone who wants to create powerful things in the world this is one of the most powerful ways to do this is to master your schedule another thing about scheduling is boundaries like really really having clear boundaries around the time that you work especially if you work from home I've learned this one so many times like you know having a home office it's so important a that your office is separate from your living like sleeping environment if you are working on your laptop 20 hours a day on your bed I've done that okay I have done that I am speaking from experience um then you're naturally going to start to feel like your work and your life are just constantly in each other's business. And over time, that can create a lot of, you know, funky stuff in our well-being and that kind of stuff. So just have that clear separation and then clear boundaries. Like, hey, I'm working at this time. It's such a tease. Like as your own boss, when your friend calls you and you had this intention of doing four hours of work or something and your your friend calls you and says, hey, let's go out for some drinks tonight or let's go to this movie or let's go do this thing. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I can because, I mean, I kind of just work for myself. It creates this like ongoing shifting and just nothing gets done and it can it can get really messy really quickly. And so be really boundaried. And in that, you can be flexible, like be clear. And I'm going to talk more about this in actually a different lesson that I learned. Um, but the boundaries are huge. And so, you know, really getting clear about right out of the gate, what is the kind of lifestyle that you really want to have? And because I know a lot of us, we get into entrepreneurship because we're like, oh, I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to have more time freedom. I'm going to do all these things. And that's wonderful. Obviously, that's one of the main reasons I do this too. And if we're not clear on what that lifestyle needs to look like right from the beginning. So if you are if you know that you want to be an entrepreneur, but hey, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that work 20 hours a day. And then there's a lot of lifestyle entrepreneurs who travel the world and have a lot more free time and they work really smart. And so it's just getting clear about what you want your lifestyle to look like. Yeah, there's so many, yeah, so many off streams of that, but I'm just going to leave it at that and just really getting clear, like your schedule and how you work your schedule is the difference between you actually like having that lifestyle that you're dreaming about or having your schedule own you. (laughs) So there's like some really delicate fine lines in there of getting super uber clear about when you work, how you work the quality of work, all that kind of stuff. And that that is so based around the cycle for me and a lot of the women that I work with. It's so much about tapping into when you're going to have those heightened levels of focus, productivity, um, and when you're going to want more self-care time and all that kind of stuff. When we create more harmony like that in our lives and in our time, our schedule becomes so much more powerful. Um, For me, this, I'm talking about this a lot because this one has been hands down one of the most powerful for me is specifically around mastering our schedule. And um, I've noticed over the years that when I work longer hours, when I do put more hours into my business, into brainstorming, into doing all of these things, um, and then less hours into self-care and self-nourishment and like tap opening, like opening up that creative tap for yourself, like When we cut that time out and we focus more of our schedule into work, I've personally noticed, and tons of women that I've worked with have noticed this too, that it actually starts to become less effective. And sometimes this happens over time. Sometimes it's immediately. It just depends on personality traits and that kind of thing too. But I've found over and over and over again that when we create really foundational scheduling Structures that support us fully, like customize all that to be totally you. You can work less hours, get more done, feel more in your radiance, more in your power, more in your creativity, and have more fun (laughs) because all of that it feeds into the, the you know, like not only just how effective you are, but also just how fulfilled you are, which is really, that's the gold, you know, that's what we're looking for here is yeah, we want to be successful and create the things and do the work we want to do in the world and also be totally in alignment with ourselves and feeling our best. And so master your schedule. Mm -mm -mm. I'm actually doing, this is a little plug here. I'm doing a online class called moon mastery on uh, April 24th. So it's happening pretty quick, but even if you sign up after you'll still get access to it. And I'm talking all about the cycle work in terms of how to harmonize your life with your menstrual cycle and really get clear about those different energies, how to be more in harmony at cause about your schedule, understand how to be really at your peak, um, and nourish yourself like in the most powerful ways possible throughout your month because as we know and as I'm going to mention in one of my next tips is like you really are your business you know and you showing up at your best and and really having that level of self-awareness and clarity in yourself uh, creates so much juice when it comes to building a business on a daily basis so that's my plug on that Um, the link is in the show notes for that as well So my third lesson that I want to speak to is specifically about rising together. So like being really clear on who your biz businesses are, okay? Like when I started as an entrepreneur, I did everything alone. So I mean, 12 years ago, give or take, probably actually it's been closer to 14, I think now, Um, there weren't like a lot of online communities of women doing this. There wasn't, um, you know, Facebook groups and podcasts and all this kind of stuff. Well, there maybe was, but I don't know. I wasn't tapped into it. Um, and you know, most of my friends and people around me had nine to five jobs or they were, you know, really in that in-between space of like going to university and wanting to do something. Um, and I was taking advice from those people. I was also taking my brilliant ideas to those people and being deflated there was a gap there because I wasn't mingling with people who were on the exact same level as me in terms of where they wanted to go, what they were creating and the tools they were using to get there. And so I think you all right now, you all have so much at your fingertips in terms of communities and women's like networking and Instagram and Facebook and all these things. Like we have so many ways to create and bring people into our inner circle that support us, that see us, that keep constantly in our corner, like have your champions in your life. And so for me, like I have circles of women in my life who are up to similar things, who are playing a big game, who don't let me off on things, who reflect to me their brilliance and them them showing up inspires me and all that kind of stuff, like really get clear that You don't want to do this alone. You want to have people around you who get it and choose them wisely. Like choose people that you personally really vibe with. Even if you think that maybe they're a little further ahead than you, cool, whatever. You don't want to be the like smartest person in the room everywhere. We always hear this, right? You want to have people around you who challenge you and who call you forward, you know? So choose those ladies or or gents wisely. Mm. Number four you guys always get to listen to me drinking, <laughs> whether it's water or hot cacao or whatever it might be. Um, I've been digging the cacao lately, ladies. Holy moly. If you are not drinking cacao drinks in general, like upgrade your life, okay? Okay. <laughs> Get some cacao powder. I post some stuff on on my blog and stuff about this and on social media and whatnot. So just just follow me. We'll talk about it. We're going to fix that. If it's not in your life, it needs to be. So yes, raw cacao is basically raw chocolate. And it just means that it's like healthy and delicious and soothing and (laughs) expansive and all the things. So it just makes you feel so good. And it's chocolate. End of story. Um, So that was like my little interlude there. Number four. The fourth lesson that I learned over twelve years of entrepreneurship—God, I feel crazy old when I say that—but I don't feel old at all. Um, number four is get clear about your relationship to money. The second that you go from somebody handing you a paycheck every single couple weeks, whatever—I haven't gotten that in so long—I don't even know um, that that you are literally the thing that's in between you and receiving money, like your impression about money, your story about money, your family generational things around money. All of this kind of stuff is going to come to the surface the second that you start into your own business. So get clear about what that is. Maybe work with a coach or do some work on your own around understanding your money story. And when I say money story, if you're not familiar with that term, it's like, what I'm saying is like, Literally the conversation that's happening in your life around money. So things like, I think I have to work super hard to make money or people can't earn that much money or, you know, whatever it is, like all of these kinds of things that we learned and we were conditioned to believe about money. And so when you are in charge of managing, earning, like really like actively monitoring your income and expenses and all these kinds of things, and just, you're just in it. You know what I mean, when you own your own business, when you are an entrepreneur, you are in it. Like you really have to be clear about any issues you have with money because it's going to show up. And so over the years I learned over and over again, like just really get clear about your relationship with money. It's one of the things that I struggled with the most and so many, you know, new coaches and, um, women that I see now rising in business more and more is this whole like fear of selling being unclear about receiving money and receiving payments, um, charging really little because of these different stories that are going on in the background. And so, yeah, I personally think every single person, regardless whether you're an entrepreneur or not, should get clear about your relationship to money. Um, It can be super healing and really transformative and money is such a a big piece of our lives and it holds a lot of information and naturally a lot of contrast for many of us too, which always has the most gifts in it. You guys hear me say that a lot. Um, So yeah, get clear about your relationship to money. There's a few cool books about this that I often share. So if you have any questions or you're like looking for resources on this, just reach out to me and I will hook a girl up. Okay. Uh, Number five, this one, (laughs) this is like, you know, that whole idea of when you're not listening to the little tap on your shoulder, and it's like, like, spirit's just tapping you again, and then you get tapped again, and then you don't listen. And so then you just get a two by four to the face. Um, I learned that over and over and over again when it came to being an entrepreneur. Like, seriously well-being was the biggest and is, continues to be the biggest breakthrough that I experience around my own success, my own fulfillment, my own work, is to really have the most powerful experience of my well-being. That's been my intention pretty much this entire year. And it's interesting because it's so rampant that women are A, not taking care of themselves in general and burning themselves out. But then when we start talking about entrepreneurship and taking on a big thing in life, um, which is naturally confronting and takes a lot of energy and we want to show up and we want to be our best. And so there's like all this energy focus outwards. And then oftentimes we'll, we will fall flat on our face. We'll get super burnt out. We will have a meltdown about something. We might like, you know, our, our physical body might two by four us to the face with some kind of sign to slow down. And so the biggest piece to this for me has been really getting the power of self-care. Like, Like, <laughs> yeah, just the power of self-care. And really getting that every new level you get to. So when it comes to up leveling in your life and in your work, like, Hey, you want to take on 20 more clients or you want to take on this big thing. It's like, that's going to commend and require of you a higher level of self-care because you need to increase your capacity. You need to be able to hold space for that many people or that many customers or whatever. And so it's, it's all about your personal ability to show up, which means that you need to take care of yourself. And so if you've been getting some of those taps on the shoulder, or maybe you've been getting some two by fours and you're not listening, it's like that just perpetuates that whole cycle. And so for me, it was like slowing down to speed up. Like really quality versus quantity and really getting that your self-care and this feeds into the cycle work as well as like knowing which weeks of the month and which phases that you are in in your cycle require different kinds of self-care. So if you're noticing that you're getting burnt out or you're just not sure if your self-care is like working, then this is a piece of that too, is really getting into the cycle. Um, But every new level is going to require a new level of your self-nourishment. It's like when we grow our capacity, we grow our output, we have to grow our input and our self-nourishment. And so that has been the ongoing and forever challenge of my life is to truly, and I feel like I am so much more in it than I've ever been, um, to really, 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 like no shit, no kidding, really take care of myself And what I have seen as a result of that in terms of my, my results in my business and my work and my fulfillment and my joy and my health and all these things is exponential. So I really can speak to the importance of this and just the, the real true, um, invitation that it is, you know, self-care is not just this like thing we see on Pinterest. It's truly the, um, the access to heightened levels of ourselves. So And I actually really love this quote from Ariana Huffington. Restore connection is not just for devices. It is for people too. If we cannot disconnect, we cannot lead. Creating the culture of burnout is opposite to creating a culture of sustainable creativity. This is something that needs to be taught in business schools. This mentality needs to be introduced as a leadership and performance enhancing tool. So just as much as you work towards something, we want to rest towards something. So number six, my sixth tip is there are no shortcuts. (laughs) Literally, there are no shortcuts, except, and this is like, this is not a shortcut, but it is a shortcut, but it's not a shortcut. So sorry, not sorry here. There are no shortcuts, except when we really attune to what we are creating, when we really actually allow ourselves to be that version of ourselves and practice that part of ourselves now, we can access these things quicker, right? Of course, there are no shortcuts in terms of, you know, when people are like, oh, I'm just going to take the, you know, the fast way there. Or I'm just going to cut these corners. Um, I don't know. Like, you can try. <laughs> I have. And everybody I know has, and it just never works out, you know? And so really a decision that I made for myself when I realized that I was in this for the long game as an entrepreneur, as a creator, as someone who desires to carve my own path is to really be and stand in that possibility and to get that this is the long game, right? So, you know creating shortcuts, rushing through life, trying to overstep things and brush things under the rug just doesn't create the depth and the foundation that a lot of us are looking for. And I think anybody who, like just to really check in, anybody who's turning to entrepreneurship, if this is something that you're already in or want to be in, it's like, to really feel into like, what is this really about for me? You know, because that's going to be where the fulfillment comes along the way. It's not just about where you're getting, it's about where you are and being in the practice of creating and and curiosity and bringing this thing to life. So there's just no shortcuts, <laughs> but then there is, you know, in that our energy is everything, you know, being in alignment with what you are manifesting and calling in and creating is obviously going to create a more focused container, for it to come through, right? So being attuned with it. And that might look like visualization. That might look like meditation. That might look like energy work. That might look like vision boarding. Doing these things that allow you to really get into, I was going to say into alignment, which is something I've already used word-wise, so I'm kind of looking for something different here, is like like having you start to not only consciously be drawing this into your experience, but subconsciously drawing this into your experience. Like the more that we associate ourselves with something, naturally we're going to keep creating it and keep doing the action automatically, right? So I feel like energetically, mindset-wise, we can get really attuned with something which can create a more accelerated result, you know? So that's my whole, um, there are no shortcuts, but um, it's a pretty big but on that one. So number seven, And I hope you guys are enjoying this. I'd love to hear which one stood out the most for you personally, like where you're kind of at with this. I'd love to hear that kind of stuff from you guys. So thanks for your messages when you do share your insights. I absolutely love them. So number seven is don't wait until. So you heard me talk about this in my last solo episode, and this kind of feeds into number six with the no shortcuts, but just wait, it is different. Because embodying your best self now, like we have to understand that, If we wait until we're successful or whatever that means to you, if we wait until we have 10,000 customers, if we wait until we're making $10,000 a month, if we wait until we arrive at this specific destination in our business to... Allow ourselves maybe self-care or when we get when I get here, then I'm gonna take vacations. When I get to this place in my business, then I'm gonna like be this way, or then I'm gonna be a phenomenal leader. Don't wait until you're getting to some mysterious destination in the future to start being whoever you believe you'll be then, <laughs> basically. So if you think that Being successful is going to have you feel free. Start practicing and feeling free now. If you think that you're going to be your best ever when you finally reach this destination in your business or this level of success, then start acting and being that person now. Like, what's different about you when you have all this success? Do you dress differently, talk differently, eat differently? Start doing those things now. So, this can be just a game around taking a look at like over there, what, you know, what is, you know, what is different that I believe is going to be different and don't wait until I get there. Um, you know, like those, I think about this a lot actually is when I was first starting out, I was focusing out on all these, these amazing leaders and these people who are doing these things and women who had these businesses and ideas that they had crafted and and brought out into the world. And I would look at them as if they had like, you know, these secret powers or something and they, they just were so talented that they couldn't help but be successful and the reality is, is, like, these amazing leaders that you look out at, that I look out at, um, that are just doing the damn thing and maybe doing the thing that you want to be doing, the only difference is that they they do the work to get there. So they've just done the work, right? It doesn't mean that they're, like, these, like, um, you know over the top, you know, amazing people. And you need to somehow earn that position. Like, yeah, you want to know your stuff and you want to show up and do your best work in the world for sure. But this is not a talent conversation. This is not a genetic conversation. This is not that kind of thing. Like you actually just need to do the work. You know, the people that we see doing the thing and the people that we idolize or look at or follow or whatever on social media and these these big, um, you know, leaders and brands and all this stuff, Like a lot of us can have these thoughts of like, I'm when I'm like, when I'm there, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do photos like this and I'm going to do this. Start getting into that now. You don't have to wait. The difference is, is that these people put in the time, the energy, the focus, the heart, the everything. And that's what it takes. So don't wait until you get somewhere to start doing that. Like don't wait until you have a million dollar business to start, you know, really getting clear and hustling mega smart. (laughs) start doing that now because that's how you get there, right? So just the reason why this is so important to me personally is because I know that that mentality of consistently putting things into the future and, oh, when I get there, this is going to be different. It keeps those things in the future, right? Embodying your best self right now is the work right? And doing the work to work through your beliefs and understand where you're coming from and what impact you want to leave in the world and what gets in the way for you and what you need to show up, right? These are all, this is the work. And that's what these leaders that you maybe admire or look to have been doing or are doing is they're showing up and doing the thing, you know? so. Maybe these people that you i have personally been looking to and thinking, wow, they really have this all handled or whatever. P.S. Nobody has it handled. <laughs> no one. I have never met an entrepreneur or a human being in general who has it handled. Nobody has it handled. Just like write that on a note and like put it in your house. <laughs> like nobody has it handled, Right. And these people that we see that maybe we experience them as like being further on the journey, or maybe they're just like more successful in what they're doing and everything just seems really clear. Like one of the things for me that I just, I never, ever, ever overlook is the fact that what has accelerated my journey has always been and always will be my dedication. So maybe it's that me, or if you're looking at someone else that's done this, it's like, like maybe they've hired more coaches than you. Maybe they've, you know, stared at more of their personal wounds right in the fucking eyes. (laughs) Maybe they have spent more nights at home reading instead of going to the clubs. Maybe they've just put in more hours than you. Maybe there's just a higher level commitment there than you. Maybe there's more desire. It doesn't mean that they're a better person or that they're a better leader. It just means that they're showing up and putting more on the table And so that's like, that's the difference. And the cool thing and the reason why I love to talk about that is because you can change that. You're in full control of how you show up and these things that you choose, right? Talent and people having or, you know, possessing these specific things. Of course, there's fluctuations in that, but it's like, we can't really change that. (laughs) We can change our level of commitment, our, our level of choice, our level of um, self-care of just how and how willing we are to keep showing up to the plate. Tenacity is one of the number one ingredients if you want to be a successful entrepreneur. You must be willing to continue to show up. And so that tenacity is like the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. So let's get into number eight. I feel like these have been pretty full on, but um, yeah, there's there's some more coming through here. So just hold on a minute. Um, number eight is you are your own boss. So period, mic drop, end of story. Okay, bye, we're done. Like you are your own boss. And how's that going? The reason why I say it like that is because this has single-handedly been one of the most profound questions of my life. And I mean that in total, um, you know, honesty here is like, how's that going? You know, um, when we step into a boss, lady boss, girl boss role, um, again, switching from maybe having someone monitoring us before guiding us before mentoring us before, um, you know, monitoring and making sure we're actually doing the thing before, um, as soon as we step into our own role as our boss, we also have to assume that we won't see our blind spots and we are in complete and utter control of our schedule and, you know, what kind of work, quality of work we're getting done. And if we're showing up and if we're taking too many days off or all these kinds of things. And so I know for myself, when I switched into entrepreneurial mode, I found this kind of challenging because I was not a very like self-managed person. You know, I definitely had like discipline conversations going on and like some habits and different ways of being that weren't really supporting me showing up and being effective. And so over the years, uh, many of you know that I talk about habits a lot and behavior psychology and how to really understand how to make change in our daily life. And the reason I'm so passionate about that is because <laughs> I had to learn those things for me. Like I had to really start to shift some of these long-term habits um, that were fueled and anchored in what I believed about myself, which many of you know that I share this very openly that I had very low self-esteem growing up. I had a lot of conversations going on about worthiness and just feeling completely like not capable at a lot of things. And I struggled a lot. And so, you know, I had to really take a look at all those mindsets and beliefs and underlying things that were going on for me, some of which were traumas that I had to integrate and different things, because to be our own boss, I know that sounds kind of like insane, like, you know, Stacey, I'm just talking about starting a business, you know, why are you talking about my traumas? But like when we're showing up in a leadership role, especially for ourselves, especially to do our work, like, like your creations in the world, um, naturally all of these different limiting ideas and beliefs we have about ourselves or the world are going to show up. And when we are in that role of leader, leading ourselves and moving forward and pushing that edge, um, we have to be really honest. Like, how is this going? You know, am I getting in my own way? Am I, not allowing in the experiences that I want in my business because I have this limiting idea of how it has to go or, you know, like all of this kind of stuff. So that question, how's that going? Being your own boss is really an act of self-awareness, self-honesty, like, where am I getting hung up can be a cool question too. Like, where am I kind of taking myself out? Am I getting snagged on something every single week? Or how's this going for me? Like, am I, if I was my employee, would I feel comfortable continuing to pay myself this generous wage? <laughs> like, like, just be really honest with yourself. And in that you can be your own boss and kind of take on that role more actively. For me, I have to literally, I have business meetings with myself. <laughs> like I got meetings where I sit down and evaluate things and go, how's this going? Okay. This is what needs improvements. This is what we need to focus on. So there is that level of accountability and structure, and it can be really powerful. Maybe you have a business coach, or maybe you have one of your biz besties that holds you accountable and keeps you in your shit and keep doing the thing, whatever it might be, just get that being your own boss is no joke. And you got to be really on top of that because <laughs> that can get All kinds of crazy real fast. So number nine is relationships are everything. If you have seen some of my Instagram stories, you have noticed that I talk about this a lot, the difference between me mindset versus we mindset. This has been one of the most powerful and pleasurable, was the first word that just came to mind, like pleasurable ways for me to build my business, build my network, create powerful stuff like Relationships are everything. Um, You are in a people business. I don't care what kind of business you're in. I don't care what kind of thing you sell or don't sell. You sell to people. People pay you their money. You are in a people based business. (laughs) So you better start making some friends, is what I'm saying. Like really connecting with people, really caring about the people that you want to work with. Like I literally did a practice a few years ago where. We hear about these ideas of like, get clear on your client avatar and do the thing or whatever. And I literally did that for like six months. I focused on who are these women and these, my clientele and who I work with obviously is pretty broad and changes a lot and yours probably does too. But it's just to like be constantly in the practice of falling in love with the people that you serve, like literally falling in love with them. Who are these people? Like, what are their stories? What is the potential impact of what you can provide them? Like wh- what is going to change in their lives by you providing your immaculate gifts to them and serving them in the way that you love to like that give and receive energy is just the most beautiful thing in business. And when we can stop seeing people like numbers and start seeing them like beautiful human beings that we get to connect and collaborate with and have this kind of partnership and giving and receiving is so freaking delicious. I promise you, if you have been struggling to create clients or you've been struggling to have people buy your products and services, take honest, like take an honest look at if you've been treating people like numbers, because that has been the biggest game changer for so many people that I know um, in shifting from this kind of me, 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 what can I get? How can I get people to buy from me? I don't know how to create clients. Like a lot of that sort of like conversation of struggle, a lot of it comes back down into really getting into that we mindset, that what can we create together? How can we support each other? What is here for us to collaborate on? I've had people whom I've started relationships with years ago that it didn't even make sense why we were creating the relationship then. And now years later, it's like we get to collaborate and create things, or maybe they become a client or I become a client or whatever. It's like relationships are everything. It's another reason why the lady posse is one of my favorite things because... This is what it's about, is meeting other people and seeing how we can work together. So like literally one of, I say one of the most powerful things a lot. I don't know if you hear me say that term pretty much in every episode because I do it a lot, but it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, Relationships though are the thing when it comes to building a business, being a business, having a business, loving your business, have powerful relationships and focus on that, cultivate that work on that. You know what I mean? Like over the years of being in business for myself, I've learned some pretty hard lessons and some of those things that, you know, you, you learn and you hear them somewhere or whatever, like you don't have to take these things on as your own, but like just to check in, like I definitely heard over the years relationships or everything and I didn't always listen. Right. And so sometimes we just need to check in, like, how am I being about how I'm relating with people in my business? cause it's huge. It's absolutely freaking huge. Okay. We're almost done, but I've got some really good ones here for you. I got really excited. Sorry. Um, I almost actually like hit the mic with my face. That's how excited I got. So I love talking about this because I get excited about the idea of you having your work out in the world and it's not there yet. You know what I mean? Like you have this thing that you're like sitting on this amazing gold mine. That's going to be like out in the world at some point. If it's not already, but anyways, so number 10 is don't get caught up in the behind the scenes stuff. This one is pretty freaking big. There is really something to be said about kind of like being in the dance of being involved and to the degree that you desire to, but then also like making sure you have space and time and energy and pleasure and all those things to like support you being innovative in your business too and creative and excited to like, you know, if you've ever watched somebody in the idea phase or someone who's like creating something, they're not sitting there like focusing with all of their might trying to figure it out. And that's often the energy of being in the behind the scenes stuff, you know, we kind of like, we're just like super detail oriented and big panam more, this is maybe my experience. I don't know if you relate or not, but When I do this, I get really caught up in the like the website stuff and all the little like the little things that are a little bit less exciting that go on in the background of a business. And it takes away from this sort of forward visioning and the kind of more exciting stuff that the, that me personally as the leader wants to bring into the vision, right? If we're, if we're constantly getting into the daily mundane tasks and the sort of behind the scenes stuff we might be actually not in our zone of genius. And so just to really be clear about where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, it's totally normal to have weaknesses. Like it's not a bad thing. Um, It's just naturally how this works as a human being. And to really get like what your most powerful role is. And when we're first starting out in anything, obviously it's like we may or may not want to be hiring a bunch of people. Um, But just to really understand that if you're getting so caught up in the behind the scenes stuff, there's probably like one or two of those things that you could probably outsource really easily, or maybe you could just not do them all together and just focus on your zone of genius. There's always a way to kind of create what you want there. But I just say generally, like if you notice that you are constantly doing behind the scenes stuff and you're always saying things like, I don't have time, or I'm just not excited about my business, all these kinds of things, that's typically a sign that you're not really in your zone of genius at all. And so that's a big thing to notice. Like just don't get all tangled up in that because it would be more powerful to be in your zone of genius, sharing your gifts on loudspeaker than to have a perfect website. You know what I mean? So just kind of get clear about, Hey, what is my priority here? And am I actually having fun and creating stuff here? Or am I just getting kind of tangled up in the behind the scenes things? Cause there is a shit ton of stuff to do. <laughs> you guys heard of my excitement there. In when you have your own business or your own project, there's always going to be things to do. You're always going to be able to find a list of 25 things to do. So just get what's the most important. Don't get caught up in the little shit because it's all little shit and just move forward powerfully in whatever works for you like that. Number 11 is actually one of the concepts and ideas I've been playing with a lot lately in the masterminds. So, if you haven't seen these, we do these seven week masterminds called Lady Mastery, uh, where we invite in women who are ambitious. And it doesn't matter if you're entrepreneurial, but if you want to move something forward in your life and actually be in a really powerful practice of standing in commitment and being so committed and having ruthless support and accountability. And creativity to just like get the thing that you want. And so it's really results focused. And the cool thing in this is that like anytime that we are really committed to something and just think for yourself here, because this is something that I've explored a lot and I just get so geeky on this. When we commit really powerfully to something, usually one of a few things happens. We either show up and make it happen, um, which is best case scenario for like all of us, obviously. Or we get kind of like afraid and we might self-sabotage or get kind of close to the thing. And then we might kind of like get uninspired or not really sure how to move forward, get caught up in the how. Um, Or sometimes like we have to move the commitment and be like a little bit more fluid and say, oh, you know what? I do want to create this. However, I need to shift it a little bit like this. I'm still going to commit here and create this, blah, blah, blah. And be like a little bit more like fluid with it, you know? Um, or we just ignore the, you know, we're just, we just get freaked out basically and we just avoid the commitment altogether or we forget about the commitment or whatever. And so this is generally one of those things is how it kind of goes for people. And so this idea here that I've been playing with is around the difference between when we're approaching things that we want to create from fear or when we're approaching from flexibility And so when we commit to doing something, so if you say, hey, I'm going to start this thing, or I'm going to launch my social media and this thing, or I'm going to start doing this thing, I'm going to launch a podcast, whatever it is. And then like, we're in the commitment and we're doing the thing or we're not doing the thing or whatever to actually be able to check in and go, am I trying to move this commitment because I'm afraid? Because I'm freaked out about something? Because I feel really vulnerable? Or am I actually moving this commitment from a place of flexibility? And so for me, I've found this so powerful because so we make a lot of commitments, especially when we're building and creating something and it's in that blossoming stage, we can overcommit sometimes, or we can take on a lot of things and then be like, oh, actually I'm kind of, maybe I don't want to take that on. And then just to check in and go, am I trying to move that or release that because I'm afraid to actually do it and I'm just playing games? Or am I trying to move that because I'm actually really in the flow and I know that this isn't what I need to create right now? Or you can hear the difference, right? When we're coming from fear or we're coming from flexibility, when it comes to our commitments to distinguish the difference is a game changer. And so just to get really clear, like on that, in your practice of moving forward in whatever you're up to entrepreneurially, or just in general, Um, Like where am I choosing from and how am I trying to show up in this commitment and what I want to create? So this is my last, my last lesson, my last 12th tip for you that I want to share from 12 years of entrepreneurship and things that I've learned. Um, And this one is the money. It's you are your business wholly and completely. It doesn't matter what you do. You are the the vehicle, the human, the energy, the juice, the being that is pulling, pushing, moving, harmonizing, creating momentum, whatever it is in your business. So the more that you personally grow, learn, stretch, do the thing your business will reflect that. So again, if you're just getting caught up in the details behind the scenes, if you are trying to be and do everything, if you are not honoring your self-care and your needs and you're just like burning the the candle at both ends, like your business is going to naturally reflect those things versus if you're like on fire, totally in your zone, feeling healthy, feeling happy, feeling inspired, naturally you're gonna be more creative at problem solving, you're gonna be more resourceful, a magnetic all of these kinds of things right so just really getting that you can consistently be building momentum, like everything that you work on, whether, you know, when we're playing a long game, it's like, you know, if you're going to be creating and living your life this way and you want to be an entrepreneur or be self-employed or whatever, like get that you're playing the long game and all of this accumulates. So those little upgrades, like little things that I have changed in my life on a daily basis have made such a world of difference in my business and how I show up for my work. So Just never underestimate the power of these little things that you build on and how those accumulate over the years. So like little habits like, um, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Like, you know, being really clear about my schedule in terms of when I work and when I don't, creating an office environment that really inspires me. Um, I, for a long time, just didn't care where I worked. And then I started just a daily habit of like starting with a clean office, starting with a clear working space, and little things like that, little upgrades along the way have really made such a big difference for me. Um, and just, The biggest piece I want to share about this and something that has served me so powerfully is to just never be afraid to reinvent. Like, you're not gonna just do it perfectly the exact way that your soul envisions (laughs) the first time. Like, give yourself space and time and patience and grace to show up and like do the thing to the best that you can right now and then learn some stuff and then reinvent and pivot and playfully try new things and just play that long game of cultivating and revealing and unraveling the most fullest expression of what you want to create. So I know that I personally have surprised myself over and over again with the kinds of things that um, that naturally progress. Like I did not see Lady Alpha being what it is today when I first created it. And I'm so thankful for that. There's all of these new reveals that naturally come when we first start before we're ready and then be willing to keep pivoting. Like when things are showing up, on our path, obstacles or whatnot, you hear us talk about it on the show all the time. It's not your job to sort of take the obstacle and now carry it around with you. I think it was in Judy King's episode where she was talking about the obstacle being a chair. You're not supposed to just like carry the chair around with you. You're supposed to like sit on the chair and contemplate the chair and understand the chair and then move on from the chair, right? (laughs) Like you're not supposed to carry it around with you. And so just being willing to like learn as you go and reinvent and keep going like the ongoing lesson of every entrepreneur in the entire world and every powerful thing that that they love to tell us is that you need to keep going. People give up right before the gold, right? And so just allow yourself no matter if you feel like you maybe are failing or have failed or you're not sure or you're not ready or whatever kinds of things that might be showing up in terms of fear or just overall like not really sure, lack of clarity, lack of awareness, like these things are so normal and you are not alone. And likely that every single entrepreneur that you are looking at or leaders that you watch online and stuff, they're all going through their process too. They're just doing the work and putting in the hours and hiring the coaches and doing the thing. And so that's the, that's the literally the secret sauce is just to show up for yourself, be a full yes to what you want to create. And you can move mountains from that place. And so I hope this has supported you. It's something that I love to talk about. And so if you want to hear more um, different experiences and crazy ass adventures that I've had over over being an entrepreneur for so long and just some of the things that I personally find so helpful nowadays in my business and just how I live my life, um, you're more than welcome to always ask. And I'm going to be doing another Ask Me Anything episode in a couple weeks. And we have another cool thing happening on Lady Talk Radio for the month of May we are only having men, male guests on the show. You heard that right, ladies. Masculine May. It's going to be so cool to hear from a male's perspective on a whole bunch of different topics. Things like relationships, communication, healing the masculine and feminine dynamics, um, desire, productivity, all these kinds of things. So we're going to be hearing some from some amazing men. I have like the most amazing list. The... Ladies, if you were looking for evidence that there are amazing men in the world, you are going to believe it when <laughs> you hear these episodes with these men. So um, there are so many incredible men in the world. And I personally noticed that after, gosh, we're on, you know, in the, the late 40s in our episodes that we've only had a few men on the show. And I really value hearing from the male perspective. And I know you do too. It really, It's really about us all rising together. So super excited to share that with you. And as always, love your support, love your questions, love your insights. Come play with us in the Lady Posse and we will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.